be one of my favourite songs. <clears throat> Probably because I'm, I'm part Irish myself. I'm not going to tell you which part. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. And that, of course, is the beautiful voice of Lorraine Desmond who died this week after a short battle with illness at the age of 91. Hello, Kim. Hey, Mel. It's easy to say, isn't it, that Lorray had a great innings at 91, but there are a lot of broken hearts around today. There really are, Kim, and we'd love to give our deepest condolences, in particular to Lorray's dear friend and carer, Gail Ballantyne, who's been with Gail, uh, with Lorray looking after her for many years now. Really lucky to meet Lorraine via Zoom last year, Kim, weren't we? Oh, yeah. What do you remember? Yeah, it was so special. What do you remember about that day? I just thought it was so much fun. I remember I couldn't stop calling her Shirley, which was embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) But um, she was just a hoot. She was was so great Mm. to chat to and she was also just really lovely. Yeah, she really was. You know, Kim, I know this probably sounds a bit rude but I think it's kind of important to say the the I wasn't sure what kind of an interview it would be you know uh Lorraine was 91 and we didn't know you know how intact all her marbles would be and they were completely intact she was completely funny and lovely and she'd dressed up she looked beautiful too remember we couldn't get over how well she looked oh she was so glamorous yeah we really wanted to pay tribute to her extraordinary life so we've put this together in record time haven't we thank you mel because you've done so much of the work on this but apologies (laughs) country pals for any little glitches that you might hear and the Mm. wonderful shane porteous is going to join us later in the episode to reflect on that their friendship and um, the working relationship that he shared with Lorraine. But um, first, first of all, shall we um, delve into a bit of her life? Yeah, let's have a, a look at it. It's going to be impossible to sum up her life because it was so huge, and incredible. But we'll give it a we'll give a bit of a go for just the main sort of touching points. Uh, Lorraine Desmond was born in Minigong, Kim, in nineteen twenty nine. And her name wasn't Lorraine. It wasn't anywhere near as glamorous as Lorraine. <laughs> I'll speak for yourself. I think Beryl <laughs> is a pretty glamorous name. Uh, it will definitely come back in vogue soon, like all of those old names. Surely. So Lorraine Desmond was born Beryl Hunt in Mittagong, which we can agree wasn't all that showbiz. Nah, but she told us that she found Lorraine after a gl- very glam hairdresser. I wonder if the hairdresser was from Mittagong. I wonder. And can you imagine the dinner parties you'd be able to dine out on as Lorraine, the hairdresser, when Shirley was in her prime on a country practice? <laughs> yeah, or so when great. she was in prime well before a country practice too in her prime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, the Desmond part of Lorraine Desmond's name comes from her dad's name, whose name was Desmond Hunt. Yeah, and she said she loved him very much, which was lovely. Mm. We're not sure at what age, but Lorraine did what many Australian performers and writers and musicians did in the 50s and 60s, and uh, for that matter, in the 90s, Mel. Um, she went to, <laughs> just thinking of someone <laughs> I might know, um, she went to the UK. 2000s, Sorry, 2000s, 2000s. <laughs> uh, she went mm. to the UK and began a career as a singer and dancer there. She was mainly a recording artist and recorded records with 
record companies like Decca and um, Parlophone. In fact, Mel, her record Kansas City Special uh, by Larray Desmond and the Rebels was produced by George Martin, who went on to be the chief collaborator of the Beatles. Isn't that amazing? Let's have a little, we've, we found this track that they worked on together online, actually. Let's have a little listen to it. She's just so fabulous. Um, in 1957, she was a finalist in the UK Eurovision contest. So she wasn't actually the UK representative in Eurovision, as, as has been you know, reported mm. widely up over the last day, but she was a finalist uh, to be the UK contestant. Yeah, and fresh from her UK fame, she came back to Australia in 1961 and hosted the Larray Desmond Show on ABC TV for four years. Which is huge. It was a bit like the Judy Garland show, you know, those shows, Kim, um, that I kind of wish we still had, which were variety, you know, variety. So you might have a juggler or a singer, songs and jokes, and it made her, sorry. I was just going to (laughs) say, I feel like so many more women got to host shows like that in the 50s and 60s. Back in the day. Yeah. Because didn't Phyllis Diller have one? Didn't Carol Burnett have one? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Judy Garland. And I'm sure, and there was another performer, uh, a friend of Lorraine's, Dinah Lee, who had one as well, who has uh, released a statement um, saying how sad she was to hear about Lorraine's death. So, yes, bring back the variety show with the woman host. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'd like to see Kate Sobrano do one. She did one a few years ago called Kate Sobrano and Friends. Did she? Which would be so great. Yeah. Well, in the like late 90s. Yeah. It's so great to have, have one. I'm digressing, but I feel like Denise Drysdale might have had one as well. But I'm not sure. Surely Denise Drysdale had one. Surely. Um, so with Lorraine, uh, she, the show itself made her so popular. She became the first woman ever in 1961 to win the Gold Logie. <laughs> she continued to go back and forwards between Australia and the UK. And that's how she managed to give us this story when we spoke with her last year. Which, Kim, quite frankly, it's pretty much our favourite story, isn't it, <laughs> ever, on a country podcast. Here's Lorraine. I've back this with David Bowie's favourite show. And I've, I've met him in uh, in Bristol, because uh, it was when the start of his career, when he, his first big record, and I was working up in the cabaret room to practically nobody, and he wanted to take me out. And I said that, uh, I knew he was taking marijuana, and I, I, I've never taken drugs of any kind. I don't like them. So I didn't go out with him because of that. Pity. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, do you regret that decision, knowing where it all ended up for him? I know. I know. <laughs> Kim, I've been telling everybody who listened today that that story took place in Brighton and it's Bristol. Well, oh do you know, goodness. I actually quoted you and said on the radio today that it took place in Brighton and then immediately played that clip where she said it was Bristol. <laughs> um, but oh, how bless. amazing that she never touched drugs. This mm. is a show business woman, never touched drugs yeah. and was a vegetarian since birth. Her whole life she was, was that- a vegetarian. Isn't that amazing? And that's why, because that was one of the things, wasn't it, that we we said to her when the um, when we stopped taping, 
I, I, I think it was me, Kim, I said to her, oh, Lorraine, I don't mean to be rude, but I was just wondering if you could tell us what the secret <laughs> to the fountain of youth is because you look so amazing. Like, how do you look so amazing? Are you? Do you not drink? Are you vegetarian? She says she was vegetarian. Yeah, well, you say we stopped taping, but I was secretly still taping and I put that oh. in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> that went that went out. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That is just so great. It's interesting, yeah, the drugs thing. Because I tell you what, if anybody could convince you to take drugs, it would be David Bowie. Like I yeah. would be all over it. I wouldn't <laughs> I would have been straight straight into it. That is just the best. Like really, really that's the best. Yeah. So eventually Lorraine makes her way back home here to Australia and her career really shows that great Aussie showbiz thing. Kim, where she does a little bit of everything and eventually gets the part in the ill-fated TV series Arcade, um, which Kim, we both kind of love, um, and which she catches the <laughs> she catches the eye of James Davin, the producer of A Country Practice, who who casts her in this brand new show. Kim, how do you describe Shirley Gilroy? Well, I describe Shirley Gilroy by fast by first describing Shelley Dean, who you know before Frank made mm-hmm. an honest woman of her. <laughs> she was <laughs> she was a little bit wicked, wasn't she? She was a little bit rebellious. Yeah, There's an episode in season one where um, Frank wants to breathalyze her and she's just like, nah, I'm not letting you do it. <laughs> she's just putting up a fight every chance she can get. And she used to sit under the pyramid. She was very new agey and, and into wellness. She was an early, early adopter of the wellness warrior Um uh, you know, sort of movement. <laughs> but then, of course, she was also, you know, she had that heart of gold. She was full of mm. good sense and good advice and love for everybody. And that showed when she took in the likes of um, Josephine and uh, Luke, you yeah. know, the, the kids that she took in and Fatso. They, they took in Fatso as well. Of course. And they had that beautiful little dog, like my dog Mabel as well. They had all sorts of animals in that house, didn't they? Yeah. They, they, did you have a favourite, all-time favourite Shirley Gilroy moment? Um, I feel like, and I feel like the episode where she was shoplifting just after um, Joe. <laughs> I know it's an odd choice and it's probably yeah. partly because we haven't watched every episode. Mm. We're, we're mm. you know, skipping through. But that episode where Joe's left, um, she's she's married Michael and they've moved to Armadale and Shirley is so distraught that another one of her children, you know, yeah. for like, yeah. you know, essentially it was one of her children, has moved out, moved on, and her depression manifested itself in a shoplifting habit. And mm-hmm. that was just so it was shocking, but also because it is Shirley and Shirley's a little bit wicked and a little bit loose. Uh, It also just kind of really suited her. So that was a great episode. Yeah, it really was. Um, I love most of the Shirley Gilroy moments, like anytime she's in a fabulous outfit, which is pretty much all the time, Mm. anytime she's being sassy to Frank, anytime she's being loving to Joe, anytime she's training herself to a tree or a tractor, being the raging lefty she continued to be, you know, all the way through. Um, She's just the greatest character, isn't she? Oh, yeah, she sure is. Um, She stayed on the show for 11 years, which makes her one of the longest running cast members. Mm. Kim, do you want to talk a bit about when she left the show and 
how um, her death came about the show, you know, like why it was important to her because this is a really interesting part of who she was as well. This was so interesting. She was pretty much done. She wanted to get back to the stage and I think she was always Mm. kind of a a cabaret singer at heart. Um, And (laughs) funnily enough, when we we spoke to her last year and she said – she said yes to James because she thought it would last about three weeks. She didn't think it would go on for <laughs> <laughs> 11 years. Um, but uh, they suggested that they would give her a death, I guess, maybe a little bit like Molly's where it's sort of drawn out a little bit. And she said, well, if you do that, I'm leaving tomorrow because I don't want that. Mm. And when we talked to her, she said, I just didn't want any of that morose crap. That's a quote, <laughs> which is what I love about her. Um, I, just, I just feel we got such an unvarnished version of oh, her Oh, it was too, fantastic. Like yeah. we, we both went away thinking, Lorraine's 91, she like doesn't give a flying yeah. hoopla anymore, you know, like in a, in a really great way. Like we felt we, we got... We got the real Lorraine rather than like showbiz, you yeah. know, didn't we? Like yeah. her saying that, that, that sort of thing yeah. about, about it. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah. So she said she didn't want to be really morose with it. She didn't want to die on screen. Jim Davin apparently said to her, uh, we'll give you a long uh, farewell. Um, and she said, no, if you do that, I am going to leave tomorrow. So just kill me in a plane. And that's what it was her idea to be killed in a plane crash. She didn't want to die on screen is the thing. She didn't want to be like Molly where it was this long, tragic, drawn out death. And she didn't want to be like Donna where um, people saw her, um, you know, dead on the screen. Mm. And the reason for that, and she she kind of forgot to tell us this in the interview, but Gail told us afterwards was uh, her friend Gail, um, who we mentioned at the start. Gail told us that actually the reason she didn't want to have Shirley die on screen is that Larray at the time was so beloved by children who she used to visit mm. in hospital, all of the community services that Larray used to do. She didn't want to upset her fans with that. Which is so lovely and generous. And actually, I saw this tweet today, Kim, uh, from, it was from Renee Hudson, who is, she's a producer on 60 Minutes now. And she just tweeted me to say, not privately, so that's Mm. why I feel I can share this. Um, She said that when she was a kid, she'd written a, she'd written a, a letter to, let me just see, let me just find the tweet. Yeah. I'll be able to get it to hand pretty quickly. Um, she said uh, that, and I just feel like this sounds like such a LeRae story. I sent Shell fan mail when I was about 11. She wrote back a long and lovely letter as a reply, enclosing fan cards from the cast and news from the set. I couldn't believe she took so much time. Legend in all meanings of the word. And that's a really common story, yeah. isn't it, that we hear about LeRae along the way and her generosity. She left to do the musical Harvey Woman Theatre Company. Really loved telling us about that, didn't she, Kim? That was something she was really proud of. Yeah, she sure did. And after that, she continued to do cabaret, her first love, until she retired in recent years to the Gold Coast and cared, was cared for uh, with such love by her friend and former student, Gail Ballantyne. There have been so many tributes in the last few days to her from the cast and the crew of A Country Practice and Beyond. Um, Kamal said, I'm deeply sorry to hear the <laughs> passing of Gold Logie winner Larray Desmond, who died 91 after an illness. I met her at the Lido in Adelaide in 1958. Her poster photo was a stunning 10. <laughs> she was a star, capital <laughs> S-T-A-R. 
are. And I sang there for Peanuts. Also on BP Sup Show, is that the BP Super Show or Sup Show? She starred I failed miserably lol <laughs> says Kamal <laughs> uh, Shane Withington said Barley Laray Desmond enormous heart enormous talent we all loved her uh, Wendy Stralo who played Judy Loveday said she was my mentor my friend and an unending source of wisdom grace and style mm. and Di Smith said mm. darling Laray the world has lost a wonderful woman today extraordinary loving mm. generous such wit so glad to have known her it's just beautiful and Kim over the year we've been doing this podcast we have heard so many beautiful stories about Lorraine haven't we yeah we absolutely have and we thought we'd get one of her longest running colleagues to chat with us about her Shane Porteous Mm. who um, shared the surgery with her for 11 years Amazing. And we've got a clip of them together first before we talk with Shane. So let's have a listen to this. What's happening here, Kim? So Shirley briefly, this is before she and Frank were, uh, you know, before Frank had made an honest woman of her, before they were married, Shirley thought momentarily that she might be pregnant. And um, Dr. Terence thought the same. It turned out actually to be a health issue, which I should have looked up before I explain this, but um, here's a little bit of that interaction. <laughs> going to be a big bouncing baby, are we? I have to watch the weight. And uh, how does the father feel about it, John? What a lost few words of the diplomatic service, Terence. <laughs> you mean, how does Frank Gilroy feel about it? Frank's chest measurements have expanded to approximately 60 inches. Unless I restrain him, he's likely to hand out cigars on street corners. I see. And you? My darling daughter, on the other hand, thinks that Mummy should have an abortion to save embarrassment to her family. I see again. And you, how do you feel about it? No one else knows. Shirley, I don't want to seem to be pressing the point, but how do you feel about it? After the initial shock... I feel shocked, (laughs) but delighted. That is such a lovely moment, but also 1982 or three, I can't quite remember, and they're talking Mm -hmm. about abortion so comfortably. Kim, I know this episode is about Lorraine, and we love Lorraine, obviously, but what amazing writing that scene is. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? It's so, so good. Um, let's, let's now chat with the wonderful Shane Porteous about his memories of, uh, of Lorraine Desmond. What do you remember about those first few days of a country practice working together in the surgery? Oh, just how welcoming she was and how utterly professional uh, she was. Uh, Come to, uh, she never, never dropped a line. uh, Never, very rarely even fluffed a line. Mm. And always had uh, had her lines down on uh, on set uh, perfectly for the first right from the first read through. So uh, mm. yeah, yes, 
and and delivered uh, always delivered the exact same delivery for every take. So you know it was it was all it always had the same freshness, but it was always exactly the same. I think that was a that's a musician's training. I think it's, you know you learn the tune of that of that particular speech, and it stays with you. How much of Lorray did we actually see in Shirley Gilroy? Were, were there similarities between the character and the person, Shane? Not really. Uh, not really. I mean, uh, Shirley Gilroy was uh, uh, sort of a, a bit like Frankie and Grace and Frankie <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in those days. She, was, <laughs> no, she sat under a, uh, a pyramid uh, going on a lot. Um, so yes, it, it, she wasn't, uh, and, and Lorraine is far more uh, practicable, and uh, 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 yes, she, she wasn't. She wasn't a hippie <laughs> of, of any kind. One thing that we have learned so much about her is how generous she was on set. What did you see of this in her? Oh, it's absolutely, particularly to to young people. You know, young people who are inexperienced, and people like uh, Matt Day, for mm. example. Uh, you know, they'd come with some experience, but he was still young. And and Rebecca Rigg. I mean, I, I know uh, they 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 both got very close to to Lorraine, and mm. she was uh, always tremendously helpful. She just liked young people generally. Um, and my my son Ben, for example, yeah. came on on set for uh, just a little while, and she taught him to play uh, backgammon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he noted and uh, and and then uh, gave him her suitcase piano. Now this was a, a a piano that she used for touring when she was a touring singer, uh, and she she was touring all over the world. She toured, she went to Vietnam, and and she played in Las Vegas and and, and the UK and things. But this was a uh, the details are a Rhodes seventy three suitcase piano. Mm. Uh, it it. it Divides up into two pieces, one, um, both of them about suitcase size, a large suitcase, but uh, infinitely heavier than that. And it was an electric piano, uh, and it was you assembled it, put the uh, the keyboard on top of the uh, of the stand, and a couple of little supports to support the edge of the keyboard uh, that folded out, and um, the and the support the cabinet was a huge 100 watt uh, speaker system um but uh but then uh, yes she had no at this stage was in the i guess uh, late 80s mm-hmm. uh, and she'd had no further use for it and and gave it and, and ben at the time was uh, he was he had a, a little band and mm. you know and uh, so she gave it to him and um, it was uh, it had been well used and was uh, a bit worn at that stage. But uh, later on, uh, Ben uh, had it completely restored and renovated, and, so, and he still has it. It's still wow. a, be- a beautiful thing these days. So that must have meant a lot to him. Oh, absolutely! Yes, he, he has really fond memories of, uh, of Lorray, and uh, as we all do. But uh, you know, particularly for for him at a, at a 
quite a young age. He was in his teens uh, when he, he first met her. And, uh, um, yeah, yes. Um, Shane, to me that also speaks of quite a, an egalitarian view of set from her because, you know, your son Ben wasn't one of the young stars on the show or, or you know, from from all accounts, you know, he would have been like a normal person being on set. So does that does that mean that she was pretty much nice to everybody? Right, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she got to know uh, the names of, uh, of all the crew uh, mm-hmm. um, um, and... Uh, and the you know and and the uh, the staff had at JNP as well, uh, and was always and uh, and remembered their you know family situations and asked after after their family and mm-hmm. things the whole time. She was uh, no, she was she was just a a, a people person. She loved people, and, uh, but uh, wasn't effusive. Um, wasn't gushy, um, but uh, you know, quite quite reserved mm. sometimes. But uh, but very confident in her in uh, in, in public, she, and uh, and very determined uh, about you know, getting things right and uh, doing things well. So uh, yeah, yeah, mm. she was a she was an inspiration. So over the years since the country practice, Shane, did you stay in touch? Um. Off and on, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last time I actually saw her was uh, last year for her, her 90th birthday, uh, when she was down in Sydney, and I went to that, and that was a that was a lovely gathering of the clan, and uh, and Lorraine was uh, was as charming and mm-hmm. and witty and funny and uh, and warm as ever, um, and brilliantly turned out. She was always immaculately turned out. Mm-hmm. The, no, uh, hair, makeup, clothes were always spot on. <laughs> yeah, even for our Zoom chat with her, she was immaculately turned out. How will you remember her, Shane? To me, uh, she, well, I think she invented showbiz. <laughs> that's, that's how it feels. I mean, she she had she inherited all the uh, the, the muso, the musicians and, and singers uh, and. Uh, glamorous uh, venues and tours and things, all that side, as well as the knockabout kind of uh, uh, clubs and things in Australia, as well as the day-to-day hard grind of making television. So, yeah, I remember her as being very adaptable, um, versatile, uh, yeah, and... uh, and a, a, a genuine, a really genuine person. Mm. And of course, that's Shane Porteous, who played Dr. Terence Elliott opposite Lorraine Desmond for 11 years. And we thank Shane for being so available to us on what must be a really difficult day for her friends and family. Um, Kim, this has been really a lovely time remembering the life of Lorraine Desmond. Yeah. Anything you want to add to, to end end with today? 
I just think what an absolute legend. And one of the things when we spoke to her last year was I asked her if she was a little bit like the mum on set. And I think she kind of balked at that a little bit. She didn't like to be called the mum, but she um, said she was the buddy, you know, she was the pal. And mm-hmm. she she said that people knew that if they went to her um, and confided in her that, that it would stay with her. And she spoke so warmly of Joe Mitchell and of Matt Day and others. And I just think she, there just must be so many people missing her today. Yeah, which is a really extraordinary thing to be so late in life and have so many people still loving you. Yeah. You know, it it um, it seems the older we get in life, the more people we lose. And the, she was able to keep all those relationships with people who were younger than her, people who her, were her own age, mm. really vibrant and alive. You know, we know that Joe Mitchell visited her in the last few months. Mm. Kathy Campbell, who worked in publicity for a country practice, for a long time and has really helped us finding guests. Yeah. She'd seen Lorraine the last couple of months and, of course, wonderful Gail, uh, who was her carer. They must be all really hurting today and we're thinking of you and sending love and uh, thank you for sharing Lorraine with us too. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Lorraine Desmond. You're looking at a lady who has taken home the gold Excuse me if I'm blowing my own horn And I got my little Loki in a loving stranglehold Before half the cast of Home and Away were born 